A call tonight for the government to pay accommodation costs for people displaced from flood-damaged homes as their insurance payments run dry and they remain in limbo. The advocacy group West Aucklanders Flooding wants to f- wants a fund people can apply to to cover the cost of their temporary accommodation as they wait for authorities to decide about managed retreat. While joining us now is our WAFE spokesperson Morgan Allen. Kia ora, Morgan. It's getting up, well, heading towards five months people may have been out of their homes. What are the realities they're facing in terms of costs? Kia ora, Lisa. Thanks for having me on to talk to this uh, this evening. Yeah, the, 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 the future is pretty grim at the moment uh, unless there's some real decisive action quite quickly from the government and, and, and I guess in partnership with the council. Um, people have a very uh, limited amount of funds available from their insurer to cover um, temporary accommodation. And we're in quite a unique situation at the moment because normally if somebody's house burned down or there was some event, you know, a tornado hit your house or something, you, you wouldn't wait four months before you would start rebuilding. You would look to settle your claim as quickly as possible, take your money from your insurer and get on with it. But what we've got here as a state where, like you said, we're four or five months on and um, none of that work has started yet. So there's a, there's a real pressure there. What are people paying for temporary accommodation if they can even find it? Well, it, it varies, and obviously, you know, people have got to weigh up different needs with pets and kids and travelling for work and school. Um, I think after the anniversary floods and the cyclone earlier this year, there was a real rush for people just to get whatever they could find, really. Um, so there's situations where some people have had to stretch themselves further than they would want to because there was such a critical need to find housing so quickly. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's, a, there's quite a range of scenarios. Some families have had to split into different parts. We've got kids not living in the same homes as their parents. Uh, people may be overstaying their welcome in some situations in, in ad hoc environments. So, yeah, there's, there's, there's quite a mix there. Morgan, make your case for the government paying for this because they would argue, I'm assuming, that this will create a precedent and they don't do this in in all cases where people are kind of in limbo. So why should they pay? Well, I think the main thing to highlight here is the reason that people haven't been able to carry on with the, the normal process that would happen after a natural disaster is because we're lacking that clarity from government and they've indicated that they're going to respond and they've indicated that the, in some instances people aren't going to rebuild their homes. So you have to you have to ask the question, does it make sense for people to take the, the funds they're going to get from their insurer to rebuild their property if in three to six months' time they're just going to move out anyway? It doesn't make sense. So that, that's, that's the real key difference here is that there's a liability on the government with the time frame they're working on to, to, to really work with people to give them the best outcome. On that point, uh, the Prime Minister has indicated that the um, first red zone decisions uh, were made nine months after the initial 2010 earthquake, right? So nine months. Can you wait that long? Can you hang on until October for a decision? Financially no, and mentally? M- many people can't. M- many people realistically, you know, have have five to six months tops before they're in a situation where they're paying for a mortgage and their rental accommodation. Um, And with rising interest rates, that's becoming an increasingly untenable position. So um, this is why 
we are putting the call out and um, trying to support those in our community because this is a real looming social disaster um, that we see coming. So what do you mean when you say social disaster? Are you talking about people um, bankrupt and homeless? I mean, what are you, yep. what are you saying here? Yeah, yeah, people having to default on their mortgages, um, people having nowhere to live, people not being able to afford, you know, just the, the, their basic human rights. Um, and it's a situation that nobody wants because, you know, even if people do default on their mortgages, a lot of these properties are so severely damaged that even for the bank, there's not really much value there that they can salvage. So there's, there's not really a lot of options if we don't get something on the table soon. So this call for support, you have sent it to a number of politicians. Has anyone said, yep, I'll take that case up for you? We've had a, we've had um, some responses. The, the the housing minister Megan Woods did respond uh, through the media today, and they made comments around that we have the temporary accommodation service in place, TAS, yeah. and that that is the government's primary way of supporting people in this instance. But the issue there is that um, TAS really only gives people a ten percent discount off the market rate for the area that they're living in, which really you know, a 10% discount when you're still having to pay rent and a mortgage simultaneously, it's not really a, a solution. It's a, uh, it's, I wouldn't even call it an olive branch. So um, that's the only official response really we've had. Thank you for your time, Morgan. That's Morgan Allen, who's from the advocacy group West Auckland is Flooded.